Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We're getting closer to conference tournaments. We're getting closer to the end of the college basketball season, if you can believe it. And to talk more about bracketology, the Big Ten, everything involved with it. Clark Kellogg, our friend from CBS Sports, college basketball analyst. Clark, how you been, buddy? I'm terrific, Bill, but I do have to... um give you a little um, precursor here. Seth Davis, my colleague at CBS, is the resident bracketologist next to Jerry Palm. Um, I, last look, I last looked at a bracket when we did our bracket preview show a couple of weeks ago, and I won't look, look at another one until just sometime during the week of um, Selection Sunday. So um, bracketologist is um, generous in terms of a descriptor for me at this point. I could have just said anything and everything college basketball and left it at that. No, right? I would probably flow with that just a tad bit better. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good, man. <laughs> hey, first and foremost, uh, obviously here in our own backyard, we've got Marquette, we've got the Big Ten. Let's start there with Wisconsin uh, sitting yeah. now fourth in the Big Ten as they continue to get some wins, some stacks, some success. Maryland, Michigan State, Penn State, Iowa, Michigan, Ohio State, all in the top 25. How strong is the Big Ten? I think it's the strongest it's been in a long time, Bill, when you think about it. Um, clearly the strongest league in the country. Um, the Big East would certainly give it a run for its money when you look at that league and how, 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 um, how good it is, top, middle, and bottom, with the exception of DePaul. And in the Big Ten, I think you're looking at ten teams that, to me, look solidly tournament-worthy right now, although there would be some that might question Rutgers because of their dismal road performance, um, but maybe one road win or continuing to win at home uh, might be enough for the Scarlet Knights to, to stay in the field. At least I, I see it that way. So it's as, it's as good and as deep as it's been um, in a long time for me. We've seen it kind of bounce around this year with number ones. You see a team climb, they get beat. Next thing you know, they fall. Baylor was number one. They get beat by Kansas. Gonzaga's been up there with Dayton continues to climb. Dayton Flyers are a tremendous story. I, a lot yeah. of people that were really involved in college hoops knew about them going into the season. But yeah. for those that didn't, boy, they have woken a lot of people up, haven't they? Yeah, they're terrific. They're a terrific offensive team, Bill. I mean, they share the ball. I think they're in the top one or two in field goal percentage and assists in the country as a team. Um, have a National of the Year, National Player of the Year candidate in Obi Toppin, and really one of the more undervalued, outstanding guards in the country in Jalen Crutcher. I mean, they're really good. They're tied together well. Um, they defend, but offensively is where they um, create most of the problems they've um, presented. Um, but you're right, terrific story. And there are a lot of them in college hoops. All you have to do is um, just take some time to look around. 
So look at some of the other teams that are normally blue bloods that are up there. You still have Duke in the top ten, Kentucky in the top ten. Uh, mm-hmm. But then some of those other teams that you kind of expect to be there, they they haven't had the best of seasons. Michigan State started out, everybody thought they were going to be the number one. They have fallen off, and now they're starting to climb back. Uh, you got a lot of teams that have jockeyed for position. How how much parity right now is in college basketball? There's a lot. I mean, it's competitive balance, and there are a number of factors as I look at it, Bill. You think back 20 years ago when you started to have the exodus of um, first year. Well, it's not been quite 20 years. I want to say probably 2006, 2007, about the time when the NBA instituted the uh, one year removed from college and 19 year old rule before you were draft eligible. So that led to a lot of kids going to college for a year and leaving. Um, that certainly has um, closed the gap between the haves and have nots to some degree. Then you think about there are a lot more good college players across the country now. And there's so much exposure of the college game on television that kids can see where they might fit best. And even if they don't initially like their choice, the transfer portal and the graduate transfer element has contributed mightily to the competitive balance you've seen across the country. And in a year like this, it's kind of all converged to the point where you've had a number of unranked teams beat top-ranked teams, and you can see that gap being much smaller um, between the um, top teams and the teams in the middle or bottom part of your top 40 or 50. And it bodes for, I think it makes for, for really exciting basketball and an opportunity to uh, have March Madness maybe be a little more madder than normal. I got into this argument the other day. I, I think Devon Dotson, if not the top t- player, certainly one of the top five players in the country. Do you agree? He's there. He's there. Um, I don't know if I'd put him top five, but top ten for sure. And you can debate it. It's good barber shop talk or talk radio talk because um, Anthony Cowan's had a great year. Peyton Pritchard's been terrific at the point guard spot. Cassius Winston has not been as good as he was a year ago, but he's still special as a guy leading his team. So you got a number of guys, but he's right up there. Yeah, he's certainly in the conversation. He's a first or second team All American point guard, depending on how you. What flavor you like? Yeah. By the way, we're talking about uh, Devon Dotson, the guard out of Kansas. I was watching him play the other day, and uh, some friends of mine. I just for what he does, the way he handles the basketball, the assist that yep. he gives, uh, the, how fast his hands are to, to grab yep. steals. He's he's all that in a bag of chips. Talking with Clark Kellogg from CBS Sports basketball analyst, and uh, talking some uh, some of the brackets now. But I wanted to ask you because the mid majors have come on so strong in the yep. last say five to ten years, mm-hmm. they really do kind of dictate the overwhelming amount of major conferences that actually make it to the tournament now don't they yeah that's a good call i mean you're gonna have a few more i think out of the power five or power six and when you factor in the uh, the american or big east however you look at that but outside you know typically one bid leagues i think you're gonna have a, um, some really good teams come out of those leagues and you'll have a couple of those leagues have uh, you know one or two at large bids perhaps and then how they fare and are matched up in the bracket tends to add a little extra excitement and flavor um, to how the tournament is viewed over the next few weeks. But clearly, again, you've got outstanding teams that maybe don't get the same level of attention, aren't in the higher-profile conferences, but in a landscape that's as competitive as what we have now, then you can see those teams be uh, more than capable of winning a game or two in the tournament. Um, we were sitting here trying to kind of go through some of these predictions and the brackets, and everybody wants to look at five, twelve matchups and seven teams that can mm-hmm. win it and stuff. Uh, how many teams legitimately coming out of the Big Ten? And I want to go back to that discussion because I want to talk about Marquette and the Big East real quick too. But uh, okay. there's probably 
I'd say five to seven legitimate teams that if they got hot, they have enough inside yeah. prowess that could win this thing, couldn't they? Yeah, no doubt. And you think about it. Go back to last year. Auburn had a really good year in the SEC, but I forget their seed. I think they were maybe a five seed, if I'm not mistaken. But nobody really was pining or predicting that they would be a Final Four team. So it happens, and there's a lot that goes into it. Who's in front of you? The bracket comes out on Selection Sunday, and you start speculating about potential matchups. Some of those and many of those never come to fruition because somebody gets upset or knocked off, and that might make a path easier for a six or seven seed that's a team the middle of the pack in the Big Ten, for instance, in Illinois or Wisconsin or, a, or an Iowa or an Ohio State or a Michigan. Those kinds of teams all have the potential, again, to get on a couple of weekend run and find themselves in Atlanta. So there's a number of teams out there, and ultimately it comes down to how are you playing, how healthy are you, your matchup, and every now and then you've got to have a break or two go your way to make that, that magical run in March. So tell me about Marquette. What was your house key this year? Uh, I think a lot of people are just waiting to the tournament because they have not had success in the tournament. They've been knocked out, one and done for uh, pretty consistently now since he took over the program. This should be that year with Marcus Howard and company that they get, uh, I think a lot of people are kind of saying, a Sweet 16 type of bound tournament. Well, they've got that kind of potential, and they also could lose in the first round again. That's, again, just how thin that line is. You go back through every bracket deal, and you can find games that were in the balance and the team that won went on to win maybe two more or get to the final four. It's that thin. A bucket here, a bucket there. And losing in the first round, getting to the tournament is a major. And I know people tend to dismiss this, but it's a major accomplishment. It really is. And then you've got to play well and be fortunate to advance. And if you're not one of the top three I'd say top three seeds because four now becomes a little more dicey with the quality of the 13s that you'll see. And we know fives are always, have always been historically um, tight matchups. So if you're not on one of the top three lines, this competitive balance I'm talking about is real to you because you can get beat by a double-digit seed. I mean, that's not a stretch mm-hmm. anymore. You know, and if you find yourself, hey, if you're a five and you're playing a 12 or you're a 17, those are toss-ups for all intents and purposes. So to hang, you know, obviously you want to have success in the tournament because sometimes you, you struggle during your regular season. And if you have a good run in March, everybody thinks it's been a great season and take it out of context. But it is important. So I would think Marquette, because of the nature of their personnel and the dynamic play of Marcus Howard, they're the kind of team that can get on a roll and um, play above whatever seed line it gets. Clark, it's always great to talk to you. I always appreciate it when you come on the show. Thanks so much for joining us for a couple minutes, man. I appreciate it, okay? Yep, my pleasure. Hope to talk to you down the road, and um, good luck to the Badgers. They've been on a nice little roll here lately. Yeah, they have, no doubt. Clark, we'll talk to you soon. There you go. Clark Kellogg, CBS Sports College basketball analyst. You can find him at Clark Kellogg CBS, at Clark Kellogg. CBS been doing it a long, long, long time. Really, really good analysis and just one of the best basketball minds that's out there. Thanks to him for joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard, they treat you fair. 80-plus years they've been getting it done. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. That's 844-PRIDE. Or go to schneiderjobs.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.